Hello, and welcome back to Not Allowed the Podcast. I am your host, Jenny. If you don't know me, well, now you do. And we're going to be besties. I'm right now sitting on my bed. I've been cramping for the past two days. So I'm extremely exhausted because I don't know if this happens to anyone, but just periods just is just not a fun time for me. Um, at least I'm not pregnant, I guess. But at the same time, I feel like that wouldn't have been a problem anyway. I also had a quick announcement before we get into today's episode. The podcast has a Facebook and a YouTube channel. So we have a Facebook page. Go check it out on Facebook. You just have to type in not allowed because I don't have 25 likes (laughs) yet. So please help me out. I'm at 18 likes. So go like it so that we get to 25 and I can actually have a username on my Facebook. But my goal is to kind of have a community page group there where we can kind of chat about topics that we discuss or you guys can kind of banter and talk amongst yourselves and I don't know give support feedback all of that good stuff also I have a YouTube channel now which I know not a lot of us listen to podcasts at least in India we're more used to the visual elements of a podcast I don't know if I have the bandwidth to record or the means honestly to record one hour episode video episodes yet But what I am going to do is Titbit Tuesdays are going to have a video attached to them and maybe occasionally a regular episode if I'm able to do it. But as of now, Titbits, which is another announcement, we are shifting the episode schedule to regular episodes on Thursdays and Titbit episodes on Tuesdays. So you get a bit of Not Allowed on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Today's episode was inspired by my Facebook algorithm and its constant need to feed me marriage news about people I don't really have a relationship with at all because the people I had a relationship with I would know if they're getting married I would not need Facebook to tell me that but Facebook has made it a priority to feed me information about people that I'm friends with that I don't really have a relationship with and tell me that they're getting married and make me feel really bad about my life. I honestly, I don't even know who uses Facebook anymore. I don't even know why I go on there. I think I purposely do it because I know it's going to feed me this. And it's like this weird emotional cutting situation. I'm not really sure what it is. But I I think I only go on Facebook for two reasons. Just to see what's going on with the marriage. You know, who's getting married. And to stalk my ex's girlfriend. And that's pretty much it. Also, I okay, I will say it's not because I'm like some insane human being that stalks their ex's current girlfriend. I think everybody does that. But I need inspiration for songwriting. And currently I don't have a romantic partner. So I'm going to just take inspiration and kind of poke at my wounds to give me like... <laughs> inspiration to write songs about I guess that's how I work I'm an artist it's a very Methodist approach is it Methodist approach it's a very method approach not a Methodist approach that's Jesus's wheelhouse and I'll let him take the wheel okay enough today we're talking about the all too familiar fear of ending up alone we're talking about when everyone you know is getting married except you we're talking about the all too familiar fear of ending up alone Everyone around you is on their way down the aisle to marriage bliss, marital bliss, and you've not even bought your ticket 
to the party. This episode hurts close to home for me in my current state of life. I might get emotional. I'm not really sure. So bear with me. I'm also on my periods and I'm vulnerable. This is definitely a vulnerable topic for me. It's a vulnerable journey moment. Should we give her a name like this kind of moment? I want to give I always give I always counter vulnerable moments with comedy. So anytime I have a vulnerable moment on the podcast, we're going to call it a vulva moment, you know, because vulnerable and I have a vagina type thing. Maybe. No. Well, I'm going to call it a vulva moment and there's nothing you can do about it. So I'm going to this episode is kind of going to be a vulva moment for me. Facebook for the past two years has been flooded with marriage posts, engagement posts, just incredible wedding movies and photographies, Oscar worthy. Cons could never make these type of wedding movies. And I didn't want to talk about this topic in all honesty, but it's such a strong presence in my life as of like recently these past two this past year it's kind of had a stronger presence not only in my social media algorithms but in in my life so what the heck why fight it let's talk about this so throwback to 2019 i just got back to mumbai from america i finished my master's degree and i'm leaving behind the best years of my life and moving back home to mumbai I've left a country I love, my closest best friends, my college network, my career, my work opportunities, everything left behind in America to start over. To start over in a country where I had no idea about the people. I mean, even though I am Indian, I was moving back to a very, very new place. I left when I was a teenager and I came back a woman in her mid-20s. So I had no idea what I was getting into, the place, the industry I wanted to be a part of, nothing. But I had one sole focus in mind, my career. I had all this experience from America under my belt and I wanted to make the most of it and start growing some roots and focus on my growth. I had traveled the world, seen many different cultures, impacted by different life experiences, And now I wanted to lay my foundation. When all of this was happening to me, I came back to a familiar place where all of my school friends never left our hometown. They went to college here. They got their first jobs here. They started to grow roots a while ago, definitely before I did. And not to say one is a better way to live than the other, but we took very different paths. While I was back in Mumbai, ready to figure out what life was expecting out of me in 2020, friends started getting married. Like, flies? What's an animal that mates a lot? Beavers? Let's just say the wedding industry in my city did really well, despite the pandemic. And this was so so new to me because up until this point I had an equal amount of single and couple friends and I don't know why but 2020 hit and the scales were starting to shift my friends were having very opposite experiences to what I was having close friends started to get houses with their boyfriends meanwhile I had just moved back in with my parents Friends were getting engaged. I was going on a string of online dates that never panned out. 
friends were getting pregnant. I was getting birth control, a.k.a. an IUD. Friends were getting a promotion at their job. I just left my corporate job to start pursuing content creation. Very clearly, my life was taking a different route. It didn't feel like the norm. It doesn't feel like the norm. The longest relationship I had was for two months. Meanwhile, all of my friends are already settling down and getting married. Here I am closing into my 30s. And while other anxieties sort of started to retire because of how many friends of mine were getting married, newer anxieties started to take place. And I worked very hard to ensure that I was giving my life everything it needs, work-wise, career-wise, apartment-wise, health-wise. There was still one area with a seemingly large hole that I needed to fill. No pun intended. That's gross. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Not talking about holes to fill. But there was an absence of sorts. There was a feeling of incomplete. Every Indian girl growing up dreams about her wedding day. If you're raised on Bollywood, you're definitely the marriage kind. The henna, the sabisachi dress, the jewelry, the party. I mean, the whole list goes on. I have a sabisachi dress of all the red flags I ignored in guys. But, you know, that's a different kind of party. It includes wine, tears, and masturbation. It's hard to grow up an Indian girl without being reminded of your eventual wedding. This thing has been planned well before a girl even attains puberty. I mean, it's as soon as the family knows that they're having a girl. I swear to God. When a girl is born, her family starts planning for the wedding. I mean, my dad had a savings account for the day I get married. Indian parents are planners and weddings are big deals for them they indian parents literally turn into pageant parents and weddings are the ultimate pageant parent championship this is their moment to shine this is their time to show off all of the investment they've put in their child i don't think weddings is about like a girl and a guy who are getting married i don't think it's about that i think it's about indian parents showing off to other indian parents it's like this weird show off of not wealth but just look at the celebration and look at how fortunate we are kind of thing so according to my dad's financial plans for my wedding he estimated he even looked at me this i remember this like it happened yesterday he was sitting down and he was doing his finances because my dad's just a finance guy and he loves to do that stuff which is great for me because i benefited a lot But I remember him like doing this planning and he sat down with me and he was like, okay, so marriage 26, maybe? I think I was like 23 at that time. So I was like, I mean, (laughs) sure, why not? Possibly. Um, But obviously I'm 27 now and that did not happen. But the, the point is, though, my dad, even though he's not the kind of guy to put any pressure on me to get married, he still had a ballpark age of by when I should get married or by when this should happen or around when this should happen. I'm not going to lie. There was definitely some low-key panic inside my mind when I turned 27 because up until now, all my cousins were married or getting married. And now I'm next. All of my older cousins married. Guess who's the next older cousin? That's right, me. And suddenly I have this 
five-year window to find the one I'm going to co-host my wedding with. I have up until 32 at most to figure out my marriage and wedding situation. And if I don't, I'm doomed to an eternity of loneliness or possibly being damaged goods. At least that's what I feel like it feels like in an Indian society. Ironically, in many ways, I'm already damaged goods, but who isn't? Basically, if I wasn't settling down now, my best bet would be to marry a divorced man. Oh my God, can you even imagine? If I don't get married by 32, my only options are divorced men. Also note the sarcasm here. There's absolutely nothing wrong with getting divorced or being with someone who is. I mean, it's literally the most ridiculous thing to be afraid of a divorced person. I think maybe my fear of finding this person in the next five years would be less if I actually maybe had someone in my life that I could possibly consider marrying, but I don't. <laughs> the closest thing I have is a tiny crush on a coworker. I've not even met in person, by the way. We've been working from home and I don't know how, but he just I just like him just by stalking on Instagram. And I'm not even sure if he's single or not. So that's all I have really is a daydream. I don't really have anybody close to being somebody who I could even consider being with. But the reality is so different though, because I could have had someone, but that could also end. I could get married and also get divorced. I could force myself into a not so satisfying relationship just so I can cross off got married for my to-do list. Not to mention the other thousand possibilities that could happen as I discover more about myself in my 20s. But no, it just seems like I just need to have it figured out and it needs to be this linear path of find someone, you're 27, time's ticking, get married, settle down so that we can all breathe a collective sigh of relief that you won't be ending up a lonely barren spinster. Apart from the, you know, social pressures and maybe even familial pressures for a lot of us to get married, um, the one thing that I feel like goes unaddressed is the loneliness that follows when it's not happening to you. When you're someone who wants to get married and you're seeing this endless amount of you know, Facebook posts of friends from school getting married and you're not getting married and you want to at some point in your life, that's the point where the loneliness sets in and that absence, that feeling of emptiness starts creeping up again. And I can go into many reasons why we feel so lonely or we're scared we'll be left behind. I know I definitely have that fear of feeling left behind, especially at the current state that I'm in. When it comes to more agnostic milestones where marriage seems to be one of those, you know, universal milestones that everybody crosses and I'm nowhere near it, I definitely feel a sense of feeling like I'm falling behind in some place in some way and I can give many reasons why I can say single women aren't celebrated enough marriage is a social construct monogamy is a hoax 20s is too young to be married if only my dad was a family business kind of guy like blah 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 there's many reasons why I can rationalize why I haven't got married yet or why it hasn't happened to me 
in my life yet, but it still doesn't feel that emptiness or that loneliness that I feel. It doesn't make me feel any better, honestly, to know about all of these other rationales than stalking my high school friend who I barely spoke to on Facebook and judging her wedding decor choices or how her makeup could have been better. It still makes me feel like there is something missing in my life, whether I rationalize why or if I just accept it. All of the reasons, by the way, that I gave with, you know, monogamy, marriage as a social construct, 20s is too young. That's all valid reasons. Those are very, very valid reasons and legitimate reasons. And also not even to considering that lots of people don't even see themselves getting married. But if it is for you and it's not happening, it hurts. And when you see it happening to others and it's not happening to you, it hurts a little more. So what do you do? What will help us feel a little less lonely? One less lonely girl. If there's no Justin Bieber making us one less lonely girl, what can get us through this feeling of dread that we might never meet someone? The feeling that we're too late. What if my Pinterest board or wedding inspo remains just a Pinterest board? What if I never meet the man of my dreams who happens to also be able to afford a very big diamond? Just by the way. What happens then? If you're asking for my opinion, you do nothing. This might sound completely crazy because I talked about all of the pain and the frustrations of, you know, not finding the one to only tell you to not do anything about it. It's kind of weird. But I have but I do stick by my advice and I've come to the conclusion that there is there is really nothing to do. What I mean when I say do nothing is you don't force yourself into situations out of desperacy. You don't pigeonhole your life by milestones. You enjoy your life as is, exactly how it is. There might not be a party or a sabisachi gown or person in your life right now, and that may happen when it needs to happen, or it might not. A better way to say what I'm saying is to do it for the right reasons. I have a checklist. I'm going to share this checklist with you. My Capricorn rising has made me this person. I apologize. Actually, I don't apologize because it's quite effective. Lists are the way to go. Just on a side note, just on a random tangent, lists are your best friend. So anyway, I know I struggle with feeling lonely anytime I come across people who are married, people who are getting married, anytime that comes across my Facebook feed, anytime I, it's very triggering for me. I immediately tear up. It's a thing. It's a very vulnerable thing for me. But at the same time, I also at that moment want to realize that I want to do things for the right reasons. And even though marriage is something I want in my life, I don't want it to rule my decisions and I don't want it to become the ultimate reason I don't want it to be such an engulfing aspiration to get married that the reasons of why I'm doing it get clouded or not even considered so here's my checklist I used to go on dates before with the sole intention of finding the person that I will marry and my number one thing on my list is to go on dates because you want to find someone fun to get to know to not go on dates with the agenda of it ending in wedding bells i did this all the time 
because with the wedding bell sound in your head, you might miss the very big red alert alarms going off. And you don't want to ignore those just to, you know, check off getting married and then end up in a loveless trap of a marriage just because, you know, you filled that social requirement and then ended up not really weighing your pros and cons. This is my Capricorn rising again. I am a list maker. I will make a pros and cons before I marry someone. This is going to happen. Second, and this might, you guys might think I'm absolutely crazy, but I know a lot of other people who've done it. And I mean, I've, and I say I know a lot of other people. I mean, YouTubers, but I'm talking about myself. Buy yourself an engagement ring or diamond if you can't afford it. I mean, I'm a cubic zirconia for the win. CZ for the win. Always CZ. Never diamonds or at least never blood diamonds. But I love buying rings for myself. And I don't want to wait for an engagement or for somebody to wear a ring on my, you know, engagement finger or whatever that is. I'm sure when the time comes, it'll be as special, but this is something I'm doing for myself. I bought myself to wear, I bought myself a ring to wear on that finger. If you think that's weird, that's okay. Um, But I suggest you try it. It's super empowering. It's something to remind me. I know it's really weird. I mean, when I heard someone else do it, I thought it was weird. I thought it was this weird way to, I thought it was this weird way to resolve this loneliness or make myself feel better. I don't know why I was judging that person because I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm doing it to make me feel better. So I suggest you give it a try um, and see for yourself. It might be weird, but hey, I mean, it's just a finger. It's just a ring. Number three on my list is to stop stalking wedding photos on Facebook and buying into this social media love story. It's just so toxic for me, especially if you know the couple. Just on a side note. Okay. okay. So recently... (laughs) just like quick gossip sesh recently there was two uh school friends of mine that got married and they were not dating each other in school she was the third wheel of the guy and his girlfriend then now I don't want to be judgmental bitch but like when they painted their stories to be this love story I mean it is cute for them some I'm just like a fucking bitter bitch who's like I mean it didn't start off like that so let's not pretend like this is all corny and cheesy romance but (laughs) I mean I'm just saying that the reality of people actually getting married and the reality of their love story can be so different from what you see on social media so just to kind of keep that in mind whenever you feel triggered by it it helps me you can consider it negative you can consider it a, a cosmic balance but I feel like it's better to remind yourself of the reality of romance and not just the ooey gooey bits because the ooey gooey bits are for the couple that is getting married and like you know congratulations to them may you like long live marital bliss but for me in the state that i'm in which is being triggered by your happiness i'm gonna make my rationale and say you're not that happy just to make myself feel better i mean you do you and you be happy but you know for me you're not that happy you know what i mean i mean like i'm not gonna tell you that but in my own mind (laughs) It's not as ooey gooey as it looks. Number four is to hang out with friends that are in the same boat. On the same boat? In the same boat. I'm right there with you, so consider me a friend. It really helps me when I feel less lonely and don't feel like the only one struggling with this whole marriage thing. There's not many of us around, but we're here. I know we're in a minority generally in groups, but hey, I'm your friend. I If you want to get married 
and you're not right now i'm right there with you in that same boat and we're just rowing we're rowing away our fears and sadness and number five this one is huge i don't want to do the donald trump impression i was just about to but it's trust trust is number five on my list and this is very very hard to do trusting the path i'm on trusting the timeline and milestones of my life and also which is really the hardest one trusting in love it might not have to look like a fancy wedding it might not have to be a big diamond ring although i would want it to it's trusting that whatever fits you perfectly in your life will find you and reminding yourself to trust in periods of loneliness I personally am trying to trust in the universe more and what I'm supposed to be doing and kind of just existing and doing the best I can because I started to see myself get jaded and it was it was starting to get bad. Like I really there are still times where I feel very, very bitter towards the whole idea of marriage and romance just because it didn't happen to me and I have some sort of resentment towards it but that's something to unpack with my therapist (laughs) but I am trying to trust and I feel like that's really just the best I can do right now I'm not able to date I'm not able to go out with any guy because of just this feeling of jadedness that has come from you know looking at Facebook and seeing everybody get this sort of relationship and I'm not in one but I am trying to trust that whatever happens it's meant for me whatever version it looks like it's meant for me and it might not be your Bollywood romance and it might not be this grand wedding, but whatever it is, it was meant exactly for me. I'm trying to trust and it's really fucking hard to do. It's not easy to just like let it go and believe that something will happen for you, but I definitely feel like that's really just the best thing we can do right now. So that's the to-do list for when you feel triggered, when you feel lonely, when everyone's getting married and you're not. Just these are five little things to remind yourself to do for yourself. You can do all of them. You can do some of them. You could do none of them. Let me know what your checklist is. If you have a checklist, are you a checklist type of person? There's a lot of questions here, but what do you do when you get triggered and what you when you find yourself wanting something that others have? Share it with me. I want to know. That's all I have for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just another reminder that we will have regular episodes on Thursdays and Tidbit Tuesdays on tuesday um and also go check out the youtube channel go support the podcast subscribe if you want to see all of the titbit visual episodes titty videos all of the links will be on the podcast instagram at not allowed podcast and if you aren't following it go follow it and show your support thank you again for listening i super appreciate you being here i will see you guys in my next episode till then take care and goodbye Oh, 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 oh,